Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Really, um, just come from, you know, the city of, of Pittsburgh. You know, just growing up there, you know, in the young neighborhood. You know, um, you know I, I played for, you know, Wilkinsburg. And, and um, you know, we was, you know, just taught there, you know, we're going to hit hard, you know. Football is about, you know, hitting hard and, um, you know, not being, you know, soft or anything like that. So um, I feel like, you know, as it comes from Pittsburgh, and then also, you know, my brothers, you know, um, my older brothers, you know, they play football. You know, they showed me the way. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron, and that was Jaquan Brisker, the 48th pick in this year's NFL draft. And he went right here to us, the Chicago Bears. Now, you know he's projected to be a starter. But is he, in fact, the steal of the draft the way he said he was going to be? We're about to find out as we talk to his positions coach. Let's talk to Anthony Poindexter, the safety coach at Penn State. Anthony, welcome to the show. Hey, fellas, appreciate you having me, man. First, let's just jump right into it. I mean, he said he's the steal of the draft. I mean, now, is that what, do you feel, I mean, obviously you know him better than anyone. Do you feel that that was him just truly believing in his abilities or do you feel like that's just what you know most people say, and you're trying to take a little bit of pressure off that statement for him? No, look, Brisky, and you have learned to get to know him um, more and more. You're around him, but he's very confident in his abilities. But I would be too if I had them kind of abilities. You know, I played <laughs> in college, and um, I couldn't run as fast, couldn't jump as high. You know, so um, he's a very talented kid, and he works hard. He works at his craft, and you know, you don't have to beg him to come into the building to work. He want to work, and he want to be great. And you have coached so many great defensive backs over the years after playing the position yourself at a high level as well. And a big part of Jaquan Brisker's story for a lot of us who kind of watched him throughout his collegiate career was knowing where he was at from his upbringing. I'm just wondering for, for you in thinking about what gives players potential to be great, the physical attributes are part of it, but what are some of the intangibles that you saw in coaching Jaquan Brisker that can lead him to success as a pro? Well, the intangible piece is, like, this kid, you know, he got a tough mind. You know, when you come from a tough background, you know, some guys, you know, funnel it in different directions, but I think what he does when he go out onto the field, you know, he, he turned his, his hometown, he turned his family, he turned – all the stuff that he grew up with um, in, in his soul and, and, and it comes out through football. And I think he challenges it well. And he's going to be a very impressive player because of, you know, how he was brought up. Seems as though you're talking about a Chicago Bear type of guy, you know, uh, a tough, oh, tough, tough guy. Just, you know, just playing his heart off, like you mentioned, for his for his family and his hometown. 
Uh, we're talking to Anthony Poindexter, safeties coach at Penn State. So this man knows him better than most. What would you say was your, like, obviously, like, take me to, to meeting him for the first time. What was your impression of him? How was he? You know what I'm saying? Well, look, I promise I just coached him for one year. So I got here last February. Um, you know, you walk into a, a new situation. You got an All-American in the room. And you're thinking to yourself, like, all right, how's this going to go? You know, it's like, all right, what is this guy going to be looking at me sideways? But I tell you what, man, I came in, and I know for the first two weeks, he just came by my office, and he was just sitting there. You know, we chat for a little bit, and he just sit. Like, I'm like, man, you ain't got nothing else to do. You know, you just <laughs> – so, um, but but he was, like, trying to get to know me. I was getting to know him. And, you know, he's a big person of trust. You know, he got to trust you and believe in you. And, you know, I think after he was around me for a little while, he just knew who I was, and he could trust, you know, what I was coaching him and how I was going to treat him. And he gave me everything he had. And I, I'm thinking about some of the plays and watching like that Wisconsin game where your defense just had to do so much in responding, <laughs> a hostile environment on the road. And he had to leave the field, seemed like multiple times being banged up, came back in and then had one of the game-clinching plays on defense. What, what, what were some of the moments for you that stood out in coaching him last season where you could tell this is a guy who not only, you know, with, with that, that off-the-field approach, but on the field was a bona fide playmaker? Well, speaking of that Wisconsin game, so that play he made the pick to kind of seal the game, you know, he had the running back in coverage. And we had told him, like, if the running back's staying in block, blitz. So you can just add on to the rush. So, obviously, he didn't do that, and he picked the ball off. So, so I'm <laughs> I'm talking to him after the game. I said, hey, man, you know you're supposed to blitz on that, right? He's like, yeah, coach, but I knew they was going to throw it to the tight end. I just read his eyes. So I just, you know, floated over that way, and I, I, I stepped in front. And, and everybody was like, oh, man, that's great coaching. I'm like, that's not great coaching. This guy is just a great football player. You know, he's got great instinct. You know, he had watched the tape, though. You know, he had watched tape. He had studied tape, kind of knew what they wanted to do down in the red zone. Obviously, they had the tight end Ferguson, you know, to try to win the game. You're going to go to your best player. And, you know, he, he just made plays all year like that that you can't explain as a coach. You know, he has so, so much instinct. And when he see it, he goes. Y'all y'all watch the tape. This guy ain't scared to throw his body in there. And he's a big kid, you know, 205 pounds, 6'1", you know, and he's a physical player. Talking about Jaquan Brisker, 48th selection in the NFL draft right here to our Chicago Bears. And I think, Ant, you would agree, people in Chicago, or when you're speaking about the Chicago Bears, you're talking about the love for linebackers. But we also love good safety play. Hmm. I, I, love, I, I love a nice free safety that can come up, strong safety that can come up, make the play, you know, a, a tackle for a loss. What, what are some attributes that you guys focus on in Penn State like, what are, what are Penn State safeties known for, for since you've been there in, in listen, February? Listen, man, I grew up a Chicago Bears fan, 85, man. I'm, you know, I'm in that era <laughs> when I'm looking at And Chicago Bears, to me, anytime I heard the word Chicago Bears, I'm thinking defense. You know, I'm thinking Will Marshall. I'm, I'm thinking all these guys, the greats that play there, Mike Singletary, you know, the fridge. And this kid's mold like that. Like, he played old school football and – you know, I think the city going to embrace him, going to embrace his, his, not only his play, but his personality and how kind he is. Like, this kid, like, a lot of people don't know, and, and he won't a Twitter monger where, where, you know, you post everything you do on a day-to-day basis. But the time he spent with kids off the field, you know, just kids in the community, coaches, kids on the staff, on his own time where he could have been off doing whatever as a teenage kid or, you know, a 20, 20-something-year-old kid, 
he he was taking the time to spend with with, with kids that just wanted to hang out with him. You know, this kid is a special kid, man. He, he is a special kid in a lot of different ways. And like like I said, I'm I'm so happy for him. I'm happy going to Chicago because I think Chicago fit him. You know, I kind of was hoping the Ravens was gonna take him. You know, I played for the Ravens, mm-hmm. so I think defense there too. But I'm happy that he's in Chicago, and I think he's gonna do great things there. Anthony Poindexter, co-defensive coordinator and safety coach for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Coach Jaquan Brisker, and of course the Bears took Brisker in the second round. Joining Anthony Heron and Gabe Ramirez here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. And, you know, Coach Poindexter has been up for head coaching jobs here in, in recent years also. And so the, the experience that you've had working in a variety of spots for Penn State football, where you guys had a, a relative amount of success on defense last year, but the offense, injury at quarterback, things were, were a little bit inconsistent on that side of the football. And frankly, Jaquan Brisker may be drafted into a situation that's similar to that with where things sit with the Chicago Bears right now. What role did he play from a leadership perspective in, in allowing your defense to continue performing at a high level, even as there were some fits and starts on the other side of the ball? Yeah, well, you, you know what? He always kept a positive attitude, man. It was always, we can win this. You know, you you know how you know how it gets sometimes when the season ain't going quite the way you want it to go. Um, guys start to shut it down when they got time. Nowadays, guys will shut it down. I ain't getting hurt. I mean, you you pop on any of the twelve games. This guy played like his life was on the line every game, and like we was playing for the national championship every game. And um, the leadership he brought to the locker room. You know, the respect he had of the, not only the defensive players, but the offensive players. When he spoke, guys listened. And it wasn't like he came in there ranting and raving every day. He came in, and when he had something to say, everybody, you know, perked themselves up and listened to him. And I thought he did a tremendous job of, you know, I, I was coming into a new system, a system that he had been in for three years. And he filled in a lot of the blanks for me. So in, in some instances, he was showing leadership to me. For me, it's just like, hey, coach, we did it like this, or coach, hey, man, we made this kind of call, or, or whatever. And you know, we had some young safeties on on our roster that, you know, he didn't allow. You know, this day and age, everybody want to play, and he would tell them like, man, you're not ready to play. You know, coach, coach gonna put you in when you're ready to play. You ain't done enough or showed enough to be ready to go out there and play on this defense. And I just thought he showed tremendous leadership. Um, Tremendous just um, um, being a great teammate, um, knowing when to say it, when not to say it, how to handle the guys. Um, it, it was awesome to see. Well, let's talk a, a little bit of scheme fit, if you don't mind, Coach, because we, we have as, as Bears analysts, observers here, Bears fans all around the Chicago area, seeing a new regime come in led by Matt Eberflus, a, a Tampa 2 guy. And, you know, of course, right. fans all around Chicago saw that under Lovey Smith and what that meant defensively. Eddie Jackson definitively, you know, in ink, one of the starting safeties, former, you know, all-pro performer. So in anticipation yep. of Jaquan Brisker playing next to him, what was his role in the Penn State defense, and how do you see it potentially suiting this Tampa 2 style that will be in Chicago? What wasn't his role in the Penn State defense? (laughs) That might be be the easier one to answer, but, I mean, we put this kid in the box. We blitzed him. He played in the high field. He played deep half field. He played deep post. He played man-to-man. He played underneath zone coverage. So, to me, now I'm biased, man, but I'm biased towards safety play all, you know, just in general. Um, but when I look at this guy's game, I didn't see any limitations to what scheme or what system he would fit in. 
I thought he could go to any system and his skill set fit to any system. So I think Chicago Bears got a, a guy that whatever defense they want to run, you're going to get a, 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 a guy that's going to be productive and really know how to just learn it and, and play it. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. We're talking with Anthony Poindexter. And all I hear, honestly, every time Anthony talks, all I hear is, you guys got a future pro bowler. Sounds <laughs> that way. It sounds, sounds that, that way, way, right? It's like it's like I was like, okay, because I'm gonna call you back in two years, and I've gone to be, and once he hits the Pro Bowl, and I'm gonna be like, thank you, thank you for co-signing everything, Anthony. Let me ask you, Anthony Poindexter. Let me ask you. Obviously, you know he's going to the Bears. You mentioned you'd, you'd rather him go to you know the Bears or the, or the Ravens because of their defensive style. But let me ask you about just about our about the Bears in general. What do you think about their team and, and on, on the offensive side of the ball? Well, listen, fellas, I ain't going to even pretend like I watch a, a ton of NFL football because, you know, on Sundays, that's like our main meet day. So I, re- I rarely get to see an NFL game. But, um, but man, it's the pros, man. And, you know, y'all obviously y'all got, y'all got a first-round quarterback and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, all it, I was at the Ravens. And the first year I was at the Ravens, I think we went 500. Didn't make it to the playoffs. The next year we go to the Super Bowl and win it. So, you know, you get a few pieces here, a few pieces there, and the ball starts to bounce your way, you know, you have special seasons. And I think the league's set up that way now with the parity of, you know, how you can draft and the salary caps and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm looking forward. Look, I, I, now I'm a Bear fan again. You know, I got to move two teams now. You know, I, I, like I said, I don't really watch it that much. But I know I'm going to try to tune in anytime the Chicago Bears on now. Well, Coach, outstanding stuff. Really appreciate you giving us kind of an inside look on what makes Jaquan Brisker tick. I know I really had a great time with the Big Ten Network breaking down his career, and I'm looking forward to continuing to analyze him now that he's getting this Chicago Bears career started up. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, and just so y'all know, man, I don't want to put that stress on him to be a pro bowler yet, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was the first thing I was going to say right when you hung I up. Like I, said, you said, okay. yeah, no. I like that you said, okay. yeah. I like that you said, yeah. We got a Pro Bowl on our hands. Yeah, that means we can expect it at some point. I think y'all got a damn good one, man. So, um, (laughs) but I don't want to put that pressure on him yet. Well, I completely agree, Coach. I was really excited when they took him. So, no no doubt. The Bears got a good one, hopefully a great one, as they get going over at Hallis Hall. No doubt, man. He got a special person, too, man. He a great kid, man. All right, Coach. Appreciate you for joining us. Yeah, of course. Uh, And... He wouldn't. He wouldn't let me just say it one more time because that was. <laughs> there was no doubt that it, I was like. I just. I got hard eye emojis. He's talking about Jaquan yeah. Brisker reading the quarterback's eyes. Read my eyes. I have hard eye emojis. <laughs> I cannot wait to see this man on the field. This is fantastic. And obviously, you know his, his college position coach. He, he's going to have you know glowing things to say about him. But I mean, as I watch the entire career of of Jaquan Brisker play out, that that's who he was in his time at Penn State. And he's for those who. Who haven't you know taken time to to maybe look into the backstory of Jaquan Brisker? That's worth your time as well because a lot of this, uh, and you and you and I have talked about this a little bit. Just some of those intangibles when you're evaluating a player development—that term I keep talking about—a lot of that goes into how great do do you want to be? How, how does that lonely work play out when no one else is watching? And Jaquan Brisker, it showed in his performance all that additional preparation time that went into it. And one thing I loved that Anthony Poindexter talked to us about there was even just showing up, a guy who had already been an All-American, who considered going to the NFL draft the previous season, and Jaquan Brisker, after deciding to come back for another year in state college, because, you know, the previous year was shortened by COVID, the team didn't do that well, he decided to come back for another season. He's got a new position coach coming in, 
And he went in, didn't say like, "Hey, coach has got to get right with me." Sure, coach has got to come and make me feel good. I'm the all, I'm went, the all American, yeah. Right, man, and, and went in there and met consistently with his position coach to develop that rapport, to make sure they're on the same page schematically, show that leadership to the rest of the squad. And, you know, the, the hits principle, that, that's kind of the main thing a lot of folks know about Matt Eberflus right now. But it does seem that, that that approach epitomizes a lot of that. And his backstory as a child and after losing his brother and kind of life going astray on him for a little while and then getting his act together, went to the JUCO route, ended up in state college, graduated, got a college degree, now on his way to the national or now in the National Football League. A lot of those things from a, a background standpoint are what get evaluated and, you know, the discussion around – you know, how much does a guy love the game? Does, does he love football? Jaquan Brisker, no doubt, epitomizes that. It's interesting where, you know, both, say, both defensive backs that they took in the second round, Kyler Gordon, a guy with seemingly a super well-rounded background, not necessarily the guy who, you know, you just quintessentially kind of, you know, kind of draw him in. as like he runs through a brick wall and all he cares about is football. So you have that guy taken in the second round with a high-level game and it shows up on film that he plays with a passion. And then also Jaquan Brisker, kind of that guy who you say, all right, his background was a little, maybe a little rougher around the edges and you know, maybe feels like he, he really has that desire to play football for what it can do for his family and himself and turned his life around. You get both edges of that in the second round from two guys who play the game at a really high level. So, you know, that aspect of it just in round two, both DBs, you know, both guys who are going to have their opportunities really early in their career from an evaluation perspective, frankly, it's really nice to see the bears are able to, to sort of see both ends of that and just evaluate the person, evaluate the film and see that both guys can fit that, that characteristic, the personality that they want in that locker room. If you heard nothing else, you should hear to pull out your gambling app and bet on Jaquan Brisker being an all-pro in, 20, in 2022. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Anthony Heron. And the best thing about Ant being here today is because you do cover the Big Ten. You do have an inside scoop on these guys and a better perspective than most. So right on the other side of this commercial break, I want to pick your brain a little bit about not just Jaquan Brisker, who did play, obviously, in the Big Ten, but the Bears team as a whole, where we're at right now, where are the holes still, what can we do to improve this team leading into the upcoming season? We'll do that right after this commercial break. It's Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yeah, these are all young players. You know, these guys that we just got today, they're all young. So we got to start from the ground zero with these guys. And... And we're not going to miss a step. And and it's going to be the coaches that really bring these guys along to bring them up to speed. Uh, so when we get to OTAs and all that, you know, it'll, it'll be, we'll be running pretty good. So it's exciting. Ground zero with the whole team, I'd say. I'm Gabe Ramirez with Anthony Heron here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. I told you we were going to open up the lines. Tyler, open it up. Get, get rid of this don't sign right here on all these, <laughs> these phone lines. <laughs> 312-644-6767. Aunt Heron and I are on the same page. We feel as though at the conclusion of the NFL draft for the Chicago Bears, he said C+. Well, I'll take that for a, a pop quiz, so to speak. Now, but, what do you think? A little low, a little high? You kind of in, in a similar range there? What were your feelings coming out of it? Listen, I feel exactly like you do. C+, plus, I feel like C+, plus B- minus is right in there. But you can't give them an A. They didn't. They, they didn't have a first-round pick. They didn't get the type of talent you would have liked to be on this Bears roster. But, again, for what for the picks that they had and to go from 6 to the most in, in the NFL at 11, when you're dealing with a team that has a bunch of holes that you have to fill, again, there was key phrases that he said that really got me excited. And creating competition, making the team better makes Justin better. Those two things, to me, really speaks to the type of GM Ryan Poles is. I, I am concerned about the team, not about whether the guy I drafted plays enough. Now, wait a minute, though, man, because I, I know how passionate you are. Like, we, we talked about it on air and off during the season last year where you, you want to see greatness from Justin Fields, you know, whether, whether it's the statistical end of it, just the command of the game and everything on the field. Right now, the way the roster is situated at the moment, I do feel like, and I was even I was responding to a couple of texters, on the text line right now, 312-644-6767. Shoot us a text, give us a call, however you want to commiserate on this particular topic. I do feel like the way, especially the offensive roster is situated at the moment, I'm not seeing game breakers out there for Justin Fields. and We'll, we'll see what Bayless Jones may add to the mix, or who knows, man, Tristan Ebner. We'll, we'll see you know, if they got some kind of gadgetry out there to get some big plays out of him. But I do feel like it – Right now, it feels like an offense that may be more condensed 
won't lead to like big statistical success for Justin Fields. And so I, I do wonder through through your lens of a guy who wants to see greatness at that position, will you be able to have some patience, which, you know, it, it sounds like we the patience is the word. Methodical is the word <laughs> I've used. Patient is a word that folks have used about the Ryan Poles approach so far to personnel. It may call for some patience for Bears fans who really want to see big things from Justin Fields this season. I'm going to tell you right now that being a Bear fan my whole entire life, patience is my damn middle name, bro. <laughs> I've been waiting for this team to be good. 85, I was a tyke. Like, I'm, I've been waiting right. for this team to be good for right. decades now. So the, the other side of that, Ant, is that I'm used to the Bears playing, <clears throat> excuse me, phenomenal defense. Right. And, yep. you know, getting you by with a subpar offense. I'm used to that. Mm. So if you're telling me I have a dynamic quarterback – that can be competitive, keep the game close, be competitive, then I'm, yeah, I'm okay with that because I've been used to that for the damn past (laughs) 20 years, right? But if you're telling me there's a chance, there's a chance that, and right, here's the optimist in me, that Cole Komet is going to continue to get better and be a weapon for Justin Fields. If you're going to tell me that Darnell Mooney is going to continue to create space and be the favorite receiver of Justin Fields, and if you're going to tell me that, Based on my GM, who I love right now, that Valus Jones is going to be a gadget guy better than Tariq Cohen, right? Someone that can hopefully potentially stay healthy. And so now I have an offense that they're not going to be top 10 in the league, mm-hmm. but B12, B13. We know, we hear the buzzwords that are going around the city rebuild. This isn't the year. The window's not open yet. Well, I still want to watch Bears games and feel as though my team is being competitive. And here's the guys. If I'm just looking up and down this Bears offense a little bit, here's the guys who I, who I feel like that I, I, would, I would view going into this season and say, you know what, I, I won't be surprised by like an upward trend, by an upward trajectory. I actually, with both young tackles, I, I feel good about their potential as tackles. Now, for, for what the offense will become here under Luke Getze, and obviously they know it much better internally what their plan is there than we do externally. But who knows? Maybe maybe part of the plan at guard would end up being maybe you bump a Tevin Jenkins into guard at some point and bring in some veteran tackle or something like that. But at okay. the moment, I thought there was enough in limited reps, physical potential shown by Tevin Jenkins out there. Obviously a feisty demeanor that may need to be contained a little bit. I would say definitively from Larry Borm as well. You know, I'm not expecting Borm to be a pro bowler next year, but I thought he played a lot of good football out there for a rookie in the NFL in the, the very scattered offensive situation he found himself in, had to miss a good amount of time with an injury, came back in, and still, I thought, performed pretty well for, for the position that he was in last season, kind of in and out via injury. So I think both tackles show promise. I certainly think, you know, I've talked in detail about my thoughts on, on Justin Fields. I think he shows more than promise. David Montgomery, like a, a good, a quality NFL running back, you know, another 1,000-yard season certainly won't surprise me, perhaps even beyond that. Then you got a, another option in there with Khalil Herbert, who showed some nice signs for a stretch last season. I think the length of an NFL season may have gotten to Khalil Herbert late in the game as well. Darnell Mooney, I loved Darnell Mooney's game from the very first time he was out there, his rookie year on the road in Detroit. Really excited about what his potential is can be what he maybe can become i haven't seen him do enough to make me think that that can be the tyreek hill of the bears offense like a true ace number one wide receiver for you and cole Komet, i think cole Komet is is going to have a a nice career in the nfl you know if we're if we're hoping for travis kelsey out of cole Komet, i don't see that and especially he's got to clean up these early game third down drops that was too big an issue 
for the offense last year when Fields would try to hit Cole Komet yeah. on the third medium and the ball would just go right through his hands. There's not a lot of separation there. So if you're not going to separate, you got to have strong, confident, pure hands. And that's not what we saw from Cole Komet last year. It's one thing if you're running scot-free. And frankly, when you separate from guys, it does. It just makes catching the ball that much easier. For him, he's not a guy who creates a lot of separation yet. So he's got to be strong when he's in there, and there's, there's a defender within his cage, within range of kind of deflecting passes a little bit. So there's some guys that I, I really still like some upside there, while at the same time I don't, I, don't see, I don't see the guys who necessarily take the pressure off of Justin Fields. That's where, as some of the texters were kind of responding, like, hey, what about game plan? What about scheme? I, my, my, my gaze is going to be trained on Luke Getze, just like from year one with Matt Nagy, where I was talking about Matt Nagy's system, his offense, his, his approach before a lot of folks in this town when, when Bears are winning the division and everybody started thinking that the Mitch the disco Trubisky, ball. The disco yeah, ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey, man, there, there's some things Matt Nagy needs to clean up with this offense. And then steadily, season by season, a lot of folks kind of recognize what I was talking about back in year one. So I'm not assuming anything bad or good about Luke Getze yet. Because up to this point, his time in the NFL has been an assistant coach who doesn't call plays with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. So I'm in wait and see mode. I'm not assuming he's bad. I'm not assuming he's great. I got to wait and see on that part. So right now, my main focus is Bears offensive personnel. And I don't think that what they have available to Justin Fields right now puts him in the strongest position to succeed. Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron on 670 The Score telling you how the Bears are going to go 17-0 next year. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, I, here, here's something though, Ant. Right? Like we we talked about every single game last year, and how often I don't want to say it was the majority of the season, but there were a handful of games where the Bears were leading in the fourth quarter on the final drive, and the defense just couldn't keep up yep. their end of the deal. Yep. And we talked about that week in and week out. And so I guess for me, it goes back to what Ryan Poles is saying, and I've been preaching it all show: making the team better that makes him better. So. I like that. We know yeah. what we expect from Justin, but bringing in two potential starters, bringing in some some f- fresh legs and, and guys that understand the scheme and understand Ibraflus and Muhammad, right? You, you know what you're going to get from a Ro- Roquan. You want Quinn to continue to play at his high level. So is our defense I'm, – I'm, this is actually a question for you. Is our defense going to be able to elevate from, from last year, even though we lost some key pieces? Well, that's, that's got to be the hope. I'm, right now I'm concerned personnel-wise up front on the D-line because this scheme, the way this system has operated historically, when you have a, a defensive front with one-gap responsibilities, there's going to be a lot of opportunities to penetrate, to make plays on the opposing side of the line of scrimmage. So there's no doubt Robert Quinn, uh, I think there's no reason to think there'll be a big drop-off in his production. It doesn't mean the sack numbers will be exactly the same, but I, I think Robert Quinn in this scheme will live in the opposing backfield but the three technique, unfortunately, from physical ailments from Larry Ogunjobi, they weren't able to make that happen. Who knows? You know, maybe it's just a, a contract that, that still gets done with Larry Ogunjobi at a I keep future hearing date that. here. Yeah, I mean, after he's fully healthy, you don't have okay. to guarantee as much money. Maybe there's something that still can be put on the table. If he comes in, if it's a prove-it deal, and he gets through a healthy season and proves some things, then he's still got opportunities there. But as of right now, they don't have a, a surefire, you know, hellraiser on the interior of that D-line. And then the opposing defensive end, opposite Robert Quinn, very unproven as well at the moment. Developmental draft pick that they bring in here that I think has some, some skill. But Dominique Robinson, he's, he was a receiver two years ago. So he's not a guy that you're going to be able to count on to play every snap. But can he develop into a situational pass rusher fairly early in his career? 
that possibility is there. But frankly, he seems to me like a he would have been a better scheme fit as like a 3-4 outside backer more so than a guy in this four down front. So I think they're probably viewing him as, as the type of player who, after they kind of get their hands on him a little bit and really teach him how to rush the quarterback, then maybe you end up getting this guy who's a part of your sub packages. Maybe he's your starting nickel pass rusher, dime pass rusher. We don't necessarily have to worry about him learning how to hit blocks on first and second down. So there's pieces here that they're bringing in, but you know, I still think personnel-wise, frankly, the defense is – I don't think the defense is as bad off as the offense because at least you got guys who <laughs> we know – Roquan Smith is amongst the best in the business. We know Robert Quinn is amongst the best in the business. Thanks. We've seen the previous versions of Eddie Jackson amongst the best in the business. And, and one thing that excites me, Gabe, is Matt Eberflew's defenses take the ball away. And Eddie Jackson, why he was on that sort of historic trajectory early in his career, the yes. first few seasons, was he was taking the ball away. And Matt Eberflew's, he coaches that up, man. So maybe we do see this rebirth of Eddie Jackson. So you at least have the potential for at least one, like, legitimate stud at each level of the defense still got another at least like you know six seven bodies out I'll, I'll throw Jalen Johnson into the mix as well as a high level performer you know like six other bodies on the field though that you're not quite sure what you're going to get from them in this scheme I miss turnovers Ant those were fun I can't, I can't back when they get, used to happen I can't they? wait to get those again under this those defense good time man oh man if it was up to me we'd be talking about Bears for three hours straight I mean just just dead straight three hours we're <laughs> asking you questions get your opinion on things but there is 31 other teams that took part in the NFL draft over the weekend. And we're going to find out what, which team took the biggest leap after the draft. We're going to talk to Ed, Ed, Ed Holm next right here on 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through. You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Right, right when you woke up this morning, provided you went to sleep last night, when you woke up this morning. I slept here. Okay. You slept here? Yeah. Couch, bed, where you got? This is a bed there's a bedroom up there. 
It's comfortable. That's Ryan Pohl talking about sleeping <laughs> there after the draft. I'm Gabe Ramirez with Anthony here, right? Yeah. That's the. You know, I got to be honest. You know how many times I've actually slept here in this building? Have you really? Dude. Do you like that at B96? Just like, what, the, the graveyard shift to the early morning shift? Yeah. Well, when I first started at B96, I, I used to work overnights before I took over the morning show. Okay. And then, and then Ants, come on, a 20-year-old working the morning show at B96. <laughs> you know how many times I went out to the club and then fell asleep? Let's go out, get it in real quick. And what's, fu- what's funny is that the couch inside of Mitch Rosen's office, the boss at the score, Mm-hmm. That used to be the couch that was in like the lounge area. So that is the couch that I've Ooh. slept on at least thirteen times wow. in my years here at, at uh, B96. I love learning Smash new Star. things about Gabe Ramirez. All right, I'm a grinder. You, you know I'm a grinder, and we know this. <laughs> uh, someone else that has been sleeping at the Yahoo Sports Studio. He's the NFL draft analyst. Let's welcome in Eric Edholm to the show. Good evening. I was just going to say, I, I've never slept at the office. Does that make me exempt from the show? But uh, apparently not, so that's all right. got to talk to your boss about this grind, Eric. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Eric, let's talk about this draft. I just want to jump right to the beginning of the draft. I was somewhat surprised. It seems as though everyone else in the, in the sports books and such had Trayvon Walker going number one. I thought for some odd reason that Aiden Hutchinson would go number one to the Jaguars. Were you surprised or did you feel like that was going to happen the whole way through the process? So I talked to Walker last Friday, meaning, you know, a week before the draft, six days before the draft, essentially. And, and I said, okay, you know, you're, you're in the mix. What do you think? And, and the confidence in his answer made me think, boy, this might really happen. And I kept kind of checking around and over the weekend, it, it really did seem to shift from, from Aiden Hutchinson on the betting markets, you know, and certainly the, the, the public domain as well, uh, to Walker. And here's what I was able to find out. I mean, Trent Baalke, the GM, loved Walker. That was his guy. Long-armed guy, highly athletic, reminiscent of all the guys that he was part of drafting with the 49ers. Uh, you know, those big, freaky defensive linemen that they, you know, went to a Super Bowl with, et cetera. And the owner, Shad Khan, preferred Hutchinson. Now, you know, he may not be a personnel expert, but he's the owner, right? I mean, he can, he can top rope him and say, all right, this is my call. I'm overruling you on this one. I don't know what Doug Peterson wanted. I suspect he wanted to help out Trevor Lawrence in the offense. You know, Anthony and I were talking uh, you know, about the, you know, the need for maybe a tackle. But they, they re-signed Cam Robinson, and they have Walker Little there. And I think they just sort of felt like, all right, you know, it's, it's the GM's call. You know, and, and they went with the guy who – probably has a little bit more athletic upside, but boy, I mean, passing on a player of Aiden Hutchinson's stature, who I thought was coming off a pretty darn good year was, is going to be a call that we revisit for years. No doubt about it. And you know, these combine performances and traits and upside tend to dominate these conversations so much. I mean, what, what were your impressions in, in, you know, just evaluating a, a draft that was so deep with defensive linemen, with edge rushers especially. And if anything, man, if Hutchinson wasn't number one overall and there's another edge rusher that would have been there, Kayvon Thibodeau was, was the other name right. that at least has been bandied about in that conversation. It seems like the Trevon Walker thing really came late in the game and, and surprised a lot of folks. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it's, you know, it's not fair to just look at the stats and say, well, he's only got nine and a half sacks in, in 30-something games. Therefore, he's not – meant to be the number one pick. It, it should go deeper than that. I mean, the tape obviously matters a lot. 
the problem I had was that when I watched George's defense, you know, world-class talent, right? I mean, unbelievable. Go look at that 2020 roster. It's, it's you know, it's basically an NFL team. It's unbelievable. Uh, in fact, I think we may look at this this three-year run of Georgia similar to how we looked at Miami at the beginning of the, you know, the, the millennium. I mean, that was, you know, that's an all-time college football program right there. But if you start looking at how many players they put in the NFL, it's unbelievable. But even the, even so, I never felt like Trayvon Walker was their best player, their second best player, maybe not even their third best on defense. I mean, you start with Jacoby Dean and you got Jordan Davis and you've got the young guys like uh, Carter and Nolan Smith. And I mean, you know, you can go up and down the list and there are a lot of players on there who drew your attention quicker than Walker. But it makes you wonder, like, you know, the analytics departments are growing around the league. The numbers to them matter about workouts and, you know, uh, you know what? Where do they feel in percentage-wise for their height and weight? And, and I think there is something that absolutely, absolutely needs to be gleaned from that. I also think that there's a risk in putting too much faith in those those analytics and those numbers because they don't always pan out. You have to have kind of a good football base behind it. I would have been tickled if I was picking sixth or seventh or eighth, and I got Trayvon Walker. That's a good pick right there. At number one, I think it's a different discussion. Joining us on, on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, is Eric Edholm. He covers the NFL, and he's the NFL draft analyst at Yahoo Sports. We heard heading into the draft that the quarterback class was underwhelming, but it was still surprising to me that there was only one quarterback taken in the first yeah. round. It was, yeah. I mean, I think we expected NFL teams to default to panic mode a little bit, you know, to the, well, we need a quarterback. And look, they're falling. We better take one. And it just never really happened. You know, Kenny Pickett went to a team that absolutely needed uh, another quarterback to go with uh, Mitch Trubisky there. And, you know, from everything they've said, it sounds like Kenny Pickett, if he plays well enough, could win that job outright from the beginning. So, you know, I, I think you'd say he went, in a, in a spot that made sense and was reasonable. He played literally their facility is attached to the, to the Steelers uh, facility. So, you know, they had great Intel on him. They knew exactly what they were getting, but to, to drop 50 plus picks or whatever to the next quarterback was surprising. I thought, I thought, you know, if you'd have told me on, on Thursday morning that Malik Willis wouldn't go till <laughs> deep into the night on Friday, I would have right. been shocked. I would have been shocked. And that Desmond Ritter would go before him too. I just I thought there was a chance of that, but I didn't really think that was going to happen. So I, I think it just sort of felt like teams sort of realized, hey, next year's class could be pretty interesting, right? C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young and Tyler Van Dyke and Anthony Richardson and you know go right down the list. There's a lot of talent and potentially uh, you know underclassmen guys who come out next year. So. I think they showed a little bit of patience and they listened to their scouts and they realized if we're giving him a fourth round grade, why would we consider taking him at, you know, in the second, that doesn't make any sense to us. So apparently there was a little bit more of that, you know, resistance around the NFL uh, to dip into a class. Cause once you commit, you know, if you take a guy in the first or the second, or even the third for that matter, you kind of got to see it through a little bit. Otherwise it's some cost. Eric at home of Yahoo Sports with us on Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. Uh, wondering, E, and I, I got your, your thoughts on this a little bit on SiriusXM this morning, whether or not the, the quarterbacks 
going, you know, with zero QBs in the second and kind of being pushed mm. into the, the third and beyond. Was that a good bit about a lot of the, the veteran movement that we saw throughout the, mm. the offseason up to this point where teams had already sort of handled their quarterback position? Or was it because folks didn't necessarily dig this draft class at QB that that pushed the, the veteran movement that we saw at the, you know, the already professional level so much leading into draft weekend? I, I suspect the latter was probably more important, but I do think that that, that former argument that you just made is, is part of it too because, you know, obviously Denver found their quarterback. Green Bay kept Aaron Rodgers. Washington went out and get, got Carson Wentz and, and didn't use a, a pick until the fifth round on a quarterback. So it, some of that absolutely applied. It didn't look like Tennessee went into the weekend prepared to draft a quarterback. That was my, my gut feeling was that, they had a discussion while Willis was sliding. Hey, if he gets to us, are we realistically picking him? So I think that probably came up in more than one slot. You saw Carolina trade back into the third round and gave up a third rounder next year. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty good little uh, you know investment there all of a sudden in Matt Corral. And maybe their desperation level prompted it. Maybe the breakdown of the, the Baker Mayfield talks was, was part of it as well. But I definitely think it had a little bit more to do with – the talent at hand than it did. I mean, obviously there's only so many jobs out there, but you know, Seattle seems oddly content with drew lock, right? <laughs> I mean, even Pete Carroll was sort of saying, we're always looking, right? That's not exactly a vote of confidence, but they didn't feel obligated at any point to, to strike on any of these guys that that surprised me a little, you know, there were a few other teams too, where, you know, you, you could reasonably see a quarterback being in the mix in, in the early part of the draft and you say I, that wouldn't shock me okay but it, we didn't see it so really only the one team was was Pittsburgh that seemed to kind of have a plan and stick with it and everybody else was sort of waiting for this like game of chicken like all right who's who's going to make the first move here and ultimately it was Atlanta when they came back with Ritter and then you saw Willis go shortly after that you know taking a, a quarterback in round two with the CBA and the fifth year option and all that you know, it's like taking a, a jump shot six inches inside the three-point line. You know what I mean? Like, it's not exactly the, the smartest thing, right? Just move back a little bit, and then you do it, right? So I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but the point is <laughs> you're kind of missing out a little bit on, on uh, the opportunity. If you, if you don't get them in the first round, you might as well wait a little. Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron joined by Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. I can't let you come on the show to talk about the NFL draft without mentioning our Chicago Bears. I'm just curious sure. in what you thought about them, the value that they got in round two, and, of course, our third-round pick, Vailas Jones. Yeah, I mean, Vailas Jones, obviously, it felt like he was kind of the the lightning rod pick, if you will. Um, I like their first two picks. Boy, I mean, you helped their secondary out. I mean, Kyler Gordon, I thought, easily could have you know, factored into the, to, to the first round the last you know, six, seven picks or so. Jaquan Brisker, you know, the, the safety class was, was deep at the top and there was a drop-off, so I think they kind of got the last top-tier guy, if you will. Um, and I think there's a better chance that both of them are going to be a little more comfortable next year than they are this coming season. But, again, what, what's, what are we hurrying here for? You know, let, let's build a good football team with as much, you know, long-term potential as possible. I think that's a smart play by Ryan Poles right there. You know, but obviously he got a little heat with, with Jones for his age, 25-year-old guy, for the fact that he was, you know, kind of had his touches schemed up a little bit at Tennessee. They used him on reverses and they used him on, you know, screen passes and kind of a simple, simpler route, if you, you know, route tree, if you will. Um, 
But he can make plays. I don't want to compare him to Cordero Patterson, but that's, you know, think him a little bit, maybe a smaller, not quite as fast version of that. And and you kind of get an idea of what he could be. That's the kind of pick I would make if I was a contender and I felt like I was a couple pieces away. You know, if I was a Buffalo Bills or a Kansas City Chiefs or what have you, right? So I, I do gripe with the fact that in a perfect world, you'd love to get a little bit more of a complete receiver. David Bell was out there. Maybe they didn't love him. Who knows, you know. Um, but a highly productive guy who kind of belied the, uh, the measurables and, the, and the, 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 the testing times and was super productive at Purdue. So, you know, I thought Dominic Robinson was a great value where they got him. He was a guy I got on a little bit late because he was, came off the bench a lot at Miami, Ohio. But, boy, down at the Senior Bowl, he looked the part. I mean, he really I, – I was shocked. I did, he was the player that probably surprised me the most. And uh, he can get after it. He's got a little – you know, a little uh, Travis Gibson to him. I mean, in, in terms of what he could be. So, again, more of a year one, we'll see year two. He could be pretty interesting all of a sudden. Uh, like a, a decent amount to look forward to for Bears fans coming off yeah. this draft cycle, what they had going into it. All right, I know you're not going to bed yet, so I'm not going to say get some sleep, but uh, just, just <laughs> recuperate for a moment because you have been grinding away for the last few months. E. I appreciate you, man. I've got the hyperbaric chamber fired up. I'm ready to jump in, yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric. All right. Have a great one. Thanks for joining us. We All know, right. And we know he's not going to sleep at the Yahoo Studios. That's what we do nah, know for a nah, fact. we know that much. I, I got it. The, my, back in my AFL days, when I was a suit with the Arena Football League, there, there was a time or two where I went ahead and shut it down at the office and at least took a nap. I never spent the full night there. There was times I showed up real early and kind of got late into the evening, had to kick my feet up on the desk and, and get some shut up real quick. So I've been there. I, I got it's good to know though in Mitch's office. That's where the You know what it is, is. Ant? Is we we you and I fear being fired. And ah, so yeah. we know if we yeah. don't show up, that's a possibility. <laughs> all right. Again, Gabe Ramirez, Anthony Heron. We still got another hour of the show and we're gonna break it up a little bit. We did our Bears thing, but Ann is still curious whether or not I am worried about the Chicago White Sox. We'll talk a little bit about them right after this on Chicago 670, the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 